episode 492 of the Pop Culture Roundtable, the podcast that's just happy to be here, there, and everywhere. In this episode, we talk about Space Cadets, Chen Bartel, and movie trivia. I'm Andrew Sale. I'm Lauren Rubin. I'm Patrick Hill. So don't look behind you, just speed up, because it's time to catch another episode. On Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. off every episode by going around the table which is where we talk about things that are new fun and noteworthy about our weeks i'm gonna start things off because this you week got a lot a happen heck of a week um so i i left uh, to come to florida i had talked about this last week on my drive this it was supposed to be a 16 hour oh, drive. yeah sorry you texted us like a teaser of this story <laughs> it was bonkers it was the craziest travel like driving travel I've ever experienced while still being completely safe. Um, and uh, so I was supposed to be gone. I was supposed to be uh, an eight hour travel day and it ended up being almost 13 or 14 for that day. I can't remember um, because traffic was stopped. Uh, there was um, multiple places where cars were com- like completely dead on the road um, and it just brought everything down. I was on I-10 driving across the country, driving east across mm. the country. And um, ultimately, every time I would look down at my my uh, my ETA, the time was never changing. I would be in the car for two hours and it would still say five and a half hours left <laughs> because uh. it just kept as further along down the road, it kept getting more and more backed up. Um, I'm leaving a lot of stuff out because not you guys don't really need to know all of the stuff. But at isn't one that point, just a sickening feeling, though? Because I've had that happen to me before, and it's gross. Mm-hmm. It, it is. Except here's the thing, right? Like, so going into all of this, my word for the year, the thing that I'm trying to do for the year is try to be more positive. I talked about this last week, a little bit kind of tongue in cheek, but that is for real. I am trying to be more positive, trying to look at like having a, you know a, a better outlook on things and whatever. And so. Um, trying to see silver linings. And so I I was just going with the flow. Like it was frustrating, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just not going to, I'm not going to be able to get where I'm trying to be. It's fine. Go with it. Like I'm still alive. I'm still breathing. I have money to pay for things. Like it's fine. I'm not going to get too worried about it. I had to deviate. Uh, At one point, the the interstate was completely closed. So they were deviating people off of the interstate completely. And where they did that, you had to do this turnaround. And um, this semi-truck, about five or six uh, cars in front of me, was doing this turnaround, but he cut the turn too sharp. And so the bed of his truck was like, if this is the cab of his truck, um, let me see if I can show, okay. If this is the cab of his truck, the, the, uh, the trailer of his truck was sideways like this, barely. It was only on four of the eight wheels. Yeah. Um, because the other side was up off the thing like that. And I'm just sitting there oh, watching God. this thing and was just so like... I was on the phone with Becca. Um, I, she had called me. I'm like, I wish you could see what was happening right now because this is insane. I'm sitting there yeah. watching this thing happen. And eventually um, people started like honking and things started getting crazy. So I just kind of drove around him slowly and then just went on my way. I have no idea. If he tried to move even one more foot, I guarantee you that that trailer was going to go over. Go over it was insane. The, yeah. the wrong so way. That was, that was day one. Lots and lots of time in the car. Day two, 
I drove through a literal tornado. Um, I was on the interstate. I had gotten tornado. There were tornado warnings um, that my app was notifying me of when I first started to navigate. It said there there will be tornado warnings on your on your path. Be careful. Okay, fine. So I'm going, and then I got a like an alert with a tornado watch, and then the sky. It was like two o'clock in the afternoon, maybe, um, like middle of the day. Should be nice and bright and sunny, but then the sky went completely opaque gray, like yeah. fifty feet of visibility kind of thing. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, weird. And then. Um, where it wasn't completely opaque, like charcoal gray, every once in a while I would get flashes of the sky was like orangish red and really windy all of a sudden started. But raining, it was, was obviously. it raining at this point? Or it had just, just it had just started raining. Okay. It had just started raining. And then I started seeing leaves twirl all around. And then I started seeing trees come down. The, the traffic had stopped at this point. Um, trees started coming down because I was in this tree tunnel. Like it was just row of trees down I-10 um, oh started God. seeing like trees come down limbs falling across and things like that like not big trees but like you know pieces of trees were coming down and then um, and then cars started going again very slowly and then as I started driving started hearing like the whistling like the and then in a train why and then my car got pushed from the lane I was in into the other lane while this wind and um debris was flying all around me and my car just went (laughs) oh my god that's so scary uh, i was live texting becca while this whole thing was happening why were you texting (laughs) well the cars were stopped at first like oh my god we were just sitting we were sitting in traffic while i thought you're still driving and i'm like what the fuck you cannot be texting while you're driving in that kind of conditions well she (laughs) did say she did say send me video i'm like i'm not i can't do i can't hold a video camera and do this video camera like i've got this like america's funniest video oh is it like Um, player witch project like (laughs) anyway um it was my my heart rate was like super elevated but it wasn't scary it was i I never felt unsafe it felt exhilarating um when this this tornado came through and then as as soon as the car got shifted over maybe 60 more seconds Mm -mm. 60 more seconds of like of debris and stuff like that and then it just stopped and it just stopped. And then wait, I was I'm like, sorry. Were you moving when the car slid, or no? I so yes, I had started driving right before my car got pushed to the other side. Is that the, the first road. time that you've seen a tornado? I have seen. There's been a tornado outside of my apartment uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, I think I told you guys this about on, on the show. Oh where, yeah, like the one where it like pushed like- my it pushed my doors open, like all that stuff. Um, but it's the first time I've ever driven through one. I've yeah. seen one on the interstate. Uh, one time, we I'm trying to remember where I was driving to, but when I was in uh, like late part of high school and between high school and college, driving was just how I, that was my fun was, oh, I'll just go drive five hours somewhere and then drive five hours back. Even if I drove five hours to stay in like a, like a garbage motel and then drove back, like it was just enjoyable. And uh, there was one time I was driving somewhere in South Georgia and um, yeah, I just remember like looking over. And out in a the field, there's just a tornado, just just out in a field somewhere. I, and then, I've seen like that kind of thing, like where yeah. you can see it in the distance, not where I was driving in the it eye was of the cool. storm. I, I, was, <laughs> I, I told I told Becca she posted she posted this in the chat, but I told Becca she was scared, obviously for me. But I was like, as long as I don't, 
as long as I don't get blown off of the road and or a tree falls on me, this is awesome. Like this is a cool experience. Not everybody gets to say they've driven through a tornado. Um, and then seriously, like as soon as as soon as I got out of that that little the that little wind tunnel thing, um, within sixty seconds, it was a beautiful day again. <laughs> Can, <laughs> continued my drive, and but anyway, when everything was said and done, what was supposed to be a sixteen-hour drive, I think I ended up being about twenty-one hours to get to Florida. Gross. Um, hey, wait. How long was the, it supposed to take again? Eight, uh, Sixteen. Did you ever find yourself speeding to make up some of that time? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. I totally forgot about that. When I the first night when all the stuff was backed up and I finally got past that bypass, um, yeah, and all the traffic opened up, I was just trying to make up a little bit of time. Naturally. And so then within three minutes, I drove past the cop and I immediately saw him flip his lights on. He sped out onto the road. And I'm sure enough, he's pulling me over. And I'm in this same mindset, right? Like, like, okay, like, I'm not going to be upset, whatever. And so I'm like, okay, I'm just going with the flow. I turn the signal on, get over, flip my light on, keep my hands on the, keep my hands on the steering wheel. He comes over. The whole interaction with him was yeah. maybe, maybe 120 seconds, maybe two minutes. Uh, he handed me my ticket for going 95 and a 70. And uh, I was, <laughs> I was on my way. He said, he said, the good news is you have until April 23rd to pay this. <laughs> I'm like, that's, not a, <laughs> that's <laughs> not a great sign. Have you looked up what the result of that is? I tried. Um, Becca looked it up and it says it's a, at least $240. But I haven't looked up the oh. actual. I, What's, I have to what look it up state was it in? It was in Louisiana. Okay. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. He. I love like, that he just came prepared. Like, <laughs> how does that work? So when I lived in Georgia, now don't every state's different. And this isn't about you, but I um, and this is prior. So Georgia now has super speeder. This was prior to super speeder, but they used to have this. Uh, and I, I still think they do this point system. So eleven over, you get one point. Seventeen over, you get two points. Twenty four over, I think you get three points. Uh, and there's other things that can put points on your license, but that's the speed that puts points. Uh, and if you get three points, you lose your license. Uh, and you yep. lose your license for like a year or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. uh, I lost my license one time. I, I was doing like exactly 24 over. I can go into all the reasons why it, sh it didn't matter and all this stuff, but I lost my license. Now, I ended up going to court on my court date and just asking the cop to lower it, and the cop did. And so I got my license back. It's not on my record, all that stuff. But I'm just curious, like... I lived in Georgia. I lost my license in Georgia. If I had got, if I didn't live in Georgia and got that ticket, then like, yeah, can I? What what happens? Can I not yeah, drive what's, to Georgia? What's the, like, <laughs> yeah, like what are the ramifications? I, I don't know. I don't know what they are. And um, but we'll I, you'll update us in a couple of months. <laughs> I'll know. I'll know soon. I actually, I actually, because I'm like an out of sight, out of mind kind of person. I was like, I'm just gonna go pay this ticket now and just get it over with. And I tried two days later to um, to search it on their website. And it says tickets can take up to two weeks to, to post. Yeah. So I can't even pay it. So I don't even know how much it is because I can't check until I plug the actual official number in, like ticket number. I was a kid, and uh, and this is when I only had cash on me. And I, I you know, and, and when you work when you're in high school and you feel like you're rich because you don't have to, like, pay for anything. Mm -hmm. And so when I got pulled <laughs> yeah. over, I just, like, pulled out my wallet and was just like, all right, can I just pay you now for the ticket? <laughs> <laughs> I think the cop like, thinks you, I was like trying to bribe him. Sir, are you yeah. trying to bribe me? <laughs> That's funny. 
Anyway, so I made it to Florida, all, all the crazy things. It was a crazy trip. And I do want to show you a couple of things that I got. We finished the race. Um, it was quite a slog. So in the Disney the Disney race world, there are people called, um, so I've talked about the, the slag wagon last week, right? And like the, uh, the bus that comes and picks you up. Well, they are the people that proceed that, the people who are just in front of that, that you look out for are, they're called the balloon ladies. And it's a group of three or four ladies who run or I guess run or walk or whatever at the minimum pace. Um, with these balloons, these pink balloons, yeah. these big pink Disney balloons. They're like the mall and walkers. Essentially. And if you are behind them, that's the, then the bus picks you up. So the bus follows them for the entire race course. Oh, um, makes sense. When we started the race, when we I started in – Becca's corral was, was corral F, which is the last corral. I was in corral D, but I wanted to, to – we wanted to run together, so I just went back to corral F. When we started the race, we were about 150 yards in front of the balloon ladies. <laughs> Why didn't you just walk with the balloon ladies? So, um, I was like, I wish you'd watched uh, Rings of Power, but yeah. (laughs) So they don't, they don't stop. So like, if you want, we had, we stopped at every, at every mile marker to take pictures. We stopped at the castle to take pictures. We did all these things. They don't stop. So like, we were already playing at a deficit. Yeah. Like you're stuck at the back. (laughs) That sounds like such a cool gig. You should look up being a balloon lady, uh, for one of the races. Yeah, I should. I'll be, I'll, yeah, I should look up what the, I'll go, I'll go balloon lady with you. Okay. Um, (laughs) but when we finished the race, we did finish. This is the, uh, this is the hardware and they, they run and this is like a hard, like, uh, enamel. It's 3d. Can you see the, like they are three dimensional. It's really cool. And then there's multiple layers on the actual, on the actual thing. Can I, Um, I don't, I don't like movement on pins. Why? I like some. The only I time think that's cool. There's no, only on the back one. Says, I did it. But I'm saying, like, what does that movement accomplish? There, there's one pin I got that has so movement, many. and that's the uh, squeegee being pulled. Uh, uh, f- oh my word! Yeah, I'm blanking on their name too. I'm blanking on their name too. But the point is, it's like the screen with like the squeegee being pulled. Like yeah, the movement yeah. on that one is fun, but it's also a small pin. Outside of that, I've got a handful others that have movement. I don't want them to move. They just make more noise when I walk around and all that type of stuff. So the, the race, we finished it. Uh, we finished it in uh, just enough time. Um, it was a lot of fun. I have a lot more to say about it, but I'll, I'll spare you guys. I want to show you a couple of other things that I got. Um, I got had this got this magnet from the race. That'll It's a die-cut magnet. Um, that's the actual design for this year. And then I'm here for um, the overlap of, of two big events at Disney, right? So we've been talking about the 50th anniversary for the last year. We're round, we're coming, um, that's coming to a close in March, uh, the official, the official um, end of the 50th. And then the kickoff of the 100 years of wonder, all of that stuff started in January. So we're just like weekend to all of that. And so for the 50th, we're in the final stretch of it. And they released all of this new merch to coincide with it. They're calling the grand finale, 50th grand finale. And it's got like it's all firework themed or whatever, but there's this metal or this um, ornament that we got. Oh, cute. Fiftieth, um, and it's got Mickey and Minnie <laughs> in like their the in their uh, yeah in their glitter and their iridescent stuff. So we got this one. Got this um, Magic Kingdom pin, which is a special edition fiftieth anniversary. It's awesome. It's like yeah, super it's cool. classic. Looks like all the characters straight from nineteen seventy. 
Yeah. Two, right? Everything looks yeah, 1972. like just garbage enough. Just, just, yeah. Just crappy enough that it's actually good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. So there's that pin, which is super cool. And then this is part of their first wave of um, Disney 100 Years of Wonder pins. And it's yeah. just like a platinum. They have, I think they've got like 30 or 40 characters like this, where it's just the metal, like the 3D metal with one single color. Um, what is your least died. favorite character? Like, cla- like classic, like if you pick up the 50th anniversary or whatever it was pin, mm-hmm. not 50th, whatever it was. Yeah. If you, if you pick up that pin and look at that character set, which character on there do you just go, ah, you didn't contribute too much to I this? Don't, I don't love Daisy. I don't love Daisy. And do yeah. you think like that's something wrong with you or just like <laughs> Daisy just doesn't do much? Daisy. Oh, that's cool. Daisy historically did not do much. Um, so yeah, I think, but then it's maybe me, I don't know, but she, she didn't really do much. She's kind of made a resurgence or like they've started incorporating her into things. Cause it used to be the fab five, but now everywhere that the fab five are, it's actually six because now they, they include Daisy as a part of all of the stuff with Donald. Now, like the half marathon used to just be Donald until like a year or two ago. And now it's, Donald and Daisy. Um, So I don't know. That's really cool. So Kate Dykstra uh, said that she approved samples on this pin um, when she started. That's cool. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, there's, there's a lot more to say. Uh, I did get to ride Splash Mountain one final time. Splash Mountain goes away next week. Um, The 23rd is the very last run for the Florida, um, for Florida. I don't know what it is for California, but I got to ride Splash Mountain one last time and it was, um, it was fun. It was a good, yeah. a good way to, to send it out. So um, that was me. That was a long, a long around the table. Awful. But uh, I'm going to hand it over to <laughs> Lauren now because she's a nice person. Oh, awesome. Okay. Well, um, following from last week and Patrick's pick uh, pitch for Kaleidoscope, I watched that whole series last week. Yes. Um, both of you guys finished it as well? No. No, Patrick we're, did. We're like three or four episodes from the end still. So. Yeah, okay. Maybe we'll wait till all of us have seen so we don't like have any spoilers. It's fine. Just say, say what you're yeah. feeling. It's fine. Because you're not going to sit here and say it's bad. Yeah, but because that's the thing. Like, I thought it was fine. Like, I don't think it was amazing. Yeah. Like, it started off a lot stronger than I feel like it ended. And I love the idea of the show. But overall, it wasn't um, as good as I hoped it would be based on the pitch. What's interesting is you have some episodes that tonally feel more better call Saul and then you have some episodes that tonally are goofy like I don't know like it's it just moves a lot now I still watched everything chronologically so it's it's certainly possible depending on the order that things feel more balanced or or whatever but the only four episodes in or five episodes in does is Bob the one who makes it slapsticky I, he's definitely like the goofiest character, but I, I do kind of agree that the like tone of every episode doesn't feel um, like it matches the whole way through the series. So I, I figured out what was going to happen several episodes before it did I, in terms of did, like yeah. the thing. But the motive, I, I would never have guessed the motive and I'm not sold on it. And that's the other thing that got I me. agree. I agree on that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but Andrew, but yeah, you have yeah. to finish it. You're going to finish yeah. it. We'll, oh, we'll yeah. talk about we're it more gonna, than we're next We're going to watch an episode of it when, when we're done here tonight. 
Perfect. So we'll keep this one short and move on to the next thing. Uh, we've had several returning shows this week, which is always fun. Um, this year, we have a lot of shows that are going to come back, which is cool, like um, Severance and Succession and many, many other things. Um, but Bad Batch Season 2 is kicking it off for all of our like Star Wars goodness that we're going to get this year. Uh, I was listening to a podcast today that pointed out how many Star Wars shows we are getting this year, and it's kind of nuts that this is the first one. But this is just like the little like appetizer to kick off because like right after this ends, we get into Mandalorian season three, which is like definitely the main course. Um, Bad Batch is fun. I've talked about it before. It's kind of um, like, I know that not everyone watches the Star Wars cartoons, but like this one is a, is a great one. It's a lot shorter than the other ones. So it's easier to catch up on for sure. Um, <coughs> sorry. And it kind of follows the adventures of Clone Force 99, uh, which is like a group of clones that are like slightly defective, but have like special skills because of it. And they uh, chart around the universe with Boba Fett's sister. So it's pretty fun stuff. Like it's kind of uh, the thing that I find the most interesting is that it's kind of like inside the Empire right when Order 66 happens. So like and they are the clones that were supposed to do it. So it's pretty interesting perspective that like hasn't really been in other things. So like. Although I won't say like Bad Batch is the best cartoon, like it's still like worth watching and I've been excited that it came back. Well, I was just going to say, um, I never finished. Did I even watch the first season of it? Maybe I haven't even started it. Never mind. I think I was thinking of the other. Sh- I was thinking of the. <laughs> I was thinking like of Clone Rebels. Wars or Rebels. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, honestly, like if you want to get the most bang for your buck watching the cartoons right now, Rebels is the one that you should watch because like that's going to tie into the Ahsoka show and probably Mando and other things. So like. Bad Batch is fun. It's the like lightest one. It feels the most for kids sometimes, but I still think it's good. Like the finale of season one kind of was like, oh, okay, I see what you got there. Like, <laughs> so I, I definitely think it's like never, like never need to skip it. Um, and then we have the return of Drag Race, which is great. Um, I always love when a new season comes on. Uh, just just regular old plain old Drag Race. I know we have a million spinoffs this, this point, but uh, I still like the original recipe quite a lot. So it's nice to just have like, all new people to get excited about. Um, the the intro episode was like totally awesome. They did like an extra long premiere. And um, if you are into that, um, it's just good fun. I always love when Drag Race is back on. Keeping this short and sweet because like the juiciest piece of like reality TV news has happened this week, which was Jen Shaw's sentencing trial. Um, if you are not familiar, Jen Shaw is one of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Um, she was accused of stealing millions of dollars from elderly and vulnerable people via a telemarketing scheme, which she and her team kind of um, mined and sold credit card info for these people and most famously was arrested by the FBI on television. <laughs> yeah, like the, uh, if I remember right, the uh, Bravo crew was like setting up at her house for the day. No, no. So they were literally getting ready to go on a cast trip. Everyone is like packed into a sprinter oh, van. Jen one, is late. I, okay. Yes, you're the right. The FBI you're right. shows up outside of the bus and is like, where is she? And they're like, well, she's not here yet. And she so, got like, tipped off. And so yeah. she didn't come to the bus. And then separately, yes. there were some crew members at, at her house. And she came there and like they have footage of that as well. Yeah. But they, they actually like got her like they pulled her over like on the highway between like those two places. So <laughs> pretty Wild. interesting stuff. Uh, she was sentenced to six and a half years in jail. Um, she owes $6.6 million in restitution and 
$6.5 million to forfeit along with um, a lot of high-end luxury items like cars and purses and jewelry that are like specifically listed out. Um, In addition, so like a total of $12 million of, of penalty? Plus these assets that they um, laid out in her court case. Um, I don't know what would be like fair or whatever. I think like yeah. I kind of expected that she was going to get more. The They were pushing for her to get 10 years. She Her lawyers were saying three. Um, seven years is still like a very long time. So I don't feel like that's like, oh, that's nothing or whatever. So, and this is a lot of money that she's owed. And, um, I kind of got sucked into the rabbit hole of this. And if you guys would like a comprehensive view of this, I know this is not everybody's cup of tea, but if you're into this kind of stuff, the podcast, the Bravo docket did a really awesome, like three part, um, series on like breaking down all of like what like what her charges were what her plea was yeah. what the argument against her was that is very very interesting and so like when you like the time in jail is actually like somewhat cut down because it's like well she can't pay those people back if she's just sitting in jail so there's like a lot of reasons why like maybe that's a slightly less time but she owes more money um and then there's a lot of stuff where like uh some interesting arguments about like the people that are like way lower on the chain still got charged like similarly to like hers and that just doesn't quite add up so like I don't know if like their sentences will be reduced or might be extended like it's pretty interesting because this all just happened on January 6th so like yeah three days ago um and I think like the other side of it that is pretty interesting is how Bravo has been dealing with it because like up until pretty recently Jen Shaw like was saying she was innocent. Like on the last reunion, there's like a long clip of her explaining how she's going to fight this for all the people who don't have the money to fight this. And she's totally innocent. She didn't do any of this. I mean, she pled guilty. So like she changed her tune the minute that she was like shown the evidence against her and like had to change this. But like Bravo still kept her on the show for a whole nother season. And like now that this has come out, they've actually like totally cut ties with her. Like she, they've said like, she's not coming to the reunion. She will not be on the next season. Like Jen is done. And then I do think that they tried to throw out that like Lisa Rinna won't be on Beverly Hills anymore to like distract from that. Like the day that it happened, but like everybody is obviously talking about this. Like <laughs> Here's the thing. So I, I don't put much stock in a guilty plea versus a non guilty plea because there's a lot of sure. reasons why someone would plead guilty yes. versus non guilty. Um, and, and that's for, people much smarter in legalese to to explain all of that said i i don't see where bravo cares because bravo is getting so many eyes on the program because of her yes. she along with uh, i always blank on on the other person's name that's also involved in the high profile case right now oh erica jane they are both idiots for continuing to go onto a show and say anything. It it's it's so insane to me. Like Bravo's capitalizing on it, but they are so stupid for this. Erica Jane's uh, legal team was based on some of the stuff she said. They dropped her as a client because of stuff she was saying Good. on the show. I mean, so Good. like Erica Jane took it way too far. She is a moron. Like whoever was like she needs a Jen PR Shaw's person. a moron. <laughs> <laughs> Jen Shaw's a moron, but she at least knew enough no. to not talk about her legal shit on TV. As she much still as, went on as, TV. As much, She's a moron. I know. Yeah, it, it was it was not a good choice. It, like the fact that she went on TV is probably why she got caught. To be real, like very real, like that's true. Like, <laughs> but 
the the whole thing isn't is uh it's wild so yeah um, i would definitely check out like if you want all the details like literally the bravo docket had like readings of people's text messages to each other that are super incriminating like this was juicy shit to listen to i'm not gonna lie but like i can't believe that they had this kind of evidence like <laughs> honestly bravo comes out sounding pretty garbage in my opinion to say oh we're yeah. gonna put her on the show we're gonna cash this check because of all these eyes that we're gonna get and then when it comes time to bring her to the reunion, she's not invited. Like, screw she, off with that. Yeah, well, I think she was invited, then wasn't Maybe coming, she and can't then got, go, like, but formally just, uninvited. Like, <laughs> Bravo, don't try with any yeah. of this, like, high road shit. It would have been, ni- been nice to be invited. I'm yeah. not going to go. I just want the invites. <laughs> I honestly, my first reaction was like, I wish, like, I know this is slightly bad to wish, but like, it would be fun to watch like what is going on in her house between now and when she goes to prison. Like, I would rather watch that season of Housewife if they're just going to like not you better care. Believe, like, you better <laughs> believe someone's trying to capitalize on that. Yeah. And, like, I hope that doesn't happen. because that, that would be next. That would be like next level gross next level like ex- I know it's it's like I had the thought yeah. and I'm like this is disgusting however I would totally watch it if it was on TV of course like, <laughs> you and you and the like 99% of the rest of America <laughs> yeah well she's such a crazy personality that you just like know that this has got to be like insane and so yeah I don't know I, I won't miss her too much but man this it was just a, a crazy uh event in pop culture history I suppose <laughs> And you were loving every second of it. It is, it is like kind of fun. I'm not gonna lie, especially watching like compilations of all the times that she said she was innocent, like just put together in a know, one loop. Do you know what's <laughs> as what's as fun to watch when they do that compilation of all the elderly who were affected by her uh, misdeeds? I know, not as fun. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see something sobering? Watch I know, the, uh... I know. <laughs> Lauren, are you done? Yeah, I am done. I am done. That's the okay. last thing to talk about. Okay. Amazing. Gotta save the best for last. <laughs> Quantumania, new poster dropped today. Oh, that's cool. We're looking Dang, at- I love that. Quantumania. Um, and I just, I wanted to, I know for you podcast people, this isn't very helpful, but it's just such a nice We can describe it. Print. You know what? How about uh, Andrew? Andrew, why don't you tell us how would you describe this the mashup of what artists it looks like a, it looks like a matt taylor mixed with yes like an evolved version of tom Waylon because of the profiles um it does feel like tom Waylon layout okay for sure to- tom Waylon layout um matt taylor illustration style and, and colors uh no 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 um kevin tong colors because it's not quite hyper enough to be matt taylor these sure. are very Kevin. I Tom agree. Colors. It's not hyper enough for sure. Yeah, yeah it's like Ant Man, the Wasp, and I forget what Baby Ant Man is called, <laughs> facing one direction, and then uh, Kang facing the other. Looks really cool. Chat is saying there's some Matt Taylor and Matt for- or Matt Ferguson vibes as well. Uh, here's mm-hmm. the thing: I have not been excited for a Marvel film in honestly years. And I am actually excited 1997. for this. Nineteen ninety seven. Um, I'm actually excited for this film. Because I feel like we are finally getting to see Jonathan Majors being Kang, being a substantial part of a film. At least that's what I feel like is going to happen based on the trailer that I've seen. And I'm just so ready for this to be underway. Uh, Because outside of Loki, 
I don't know that, and in fairness, I've skipped some films at this point because I've just been so nope. burnt out on it. But outside of Loki, I don't think we've got to really see Jonathan Majors at all. You are correct. And I am just so ready for it. He's on the poster, everybody. He's 25% of the people involved. Um, so anyway, yeah. very, very excited for this to finally be happening. I am surprised to see Bill Murray's name on the poster, if I'm honest. Um, yeah. That's that seems surprising, but um, anyway, Quantumania poster. It came out today, and I, I believe they're showing this design along with one of the trailers that's playing during the game tonight, uh, the day we're recording. Uh, oh, and nice. so they dropped it uh, on their one of their what, socials what, earlier. When today. does it come out? February seventeenth. Okay, February seventeenth. Yes. Not okay. that far away. No, it's not. It's a. It's just over a month from now. I think this year has now. good potential Marvel movies. Like I am pretty excited for this one because I like all the other Ant Man films, and I'm very excited for Kang, like you said, and like to now have possibly a like new big bad in the Marvel universe will be really cool. But Guardians Three is coming out finally this year, and I can't wait for that one. And I did want to show one more thing, and this is not mine, but I sourced it. I sourced mm-hmm. it from Finland. Um. This is a, uh, I think it's like hand finished. That's cool. Wooden Lego figurine. It's about this uh, figure, mini fig, but it's about the size of my head. It's a mega fig. It's mm-hmm. a mega fig. Uh, these were for sale at one point. You cannot get them anymore. So like I said, I got this from some like uh, f- design place in Finland Otherwise, if you look, you can find like resellers that are, are selling these or whatever. Um, it comes with some actual Lego, but I don't know what it comes with because I'm not the one that's actually going to open this clearly. The pieces, I looked it up. The pieces, it gives you pieces to be able to make accessories that he holds. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. He or she. It's, it's, uh, it's gender neutral. That's true. <laughs> you can customize that. So all the accessories uh, obviously have the Lego posts. So you can customize it beyond what you're given and then outside of that because it's wood it would be very easy to customize to 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 reshape and to paint and to to finish and to do whatever so uh my only request was that uh andrew and cooper not leave this like as is like stuck like my request is they actually customize it uh because i think this is something that would be a waste I mean, I mean, it's nice, I guess, but I think it'll be a lot nicer with the like the added personality, and that feels more like to the point of it. So anyway, yeah. that's it. It's the wooden minifigure. Uh, I'm sorry, Woody. <laughs> Let me pronounce all these words correctly. It's the Lego wooden minifigure. That's what it's called. If you try to look for one, that's what you can look up. And like I said, you'll find some like eBay resellers and things like that. Um, but super pumped for that to be in your hands, and then ultimately, I'm sure that's going to pop up on stream. Once you've had a shot at it, and then that is it from me. Do you think you're gonna like paint the minifig, or will you like make clothes for it, or like how will you well, customize make it? Clothes for it because I don't know how to do that. But whoa, if you wanna, whoa, 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 if you whoa! Help me make clothes for it. You could do the like, uh, you know, like the paper doll that has like you could print out the clothes with like the the big rectangle tabs and like fold yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I was Lego's trying to think head. if there's like some way to like reuse things or like removable vinyl or something. Like <laughs> that's that seems like a good idea too. Yeah, there, there are some things <laughs> we can do that. So many I, possibilities. <laughs> I already know what face we want to add to it because there's a face that Cooper, like like I said, this is a gift for Cooper and I. It was a it was mm-hmm. a joint gift. So there's a face that Cooper likes to draw. He calls it his his like little derp face, which is just two like 
big round dots and then a smile directly between them. <laughs> so I think I think we're gonna make that face on there because it seems it seems fitting. But we don't we haven't Cooper and I haven't brainstormed what the the rest of the body is gonna look like. I so. might uh, measure dimensions and like sew him a jacket. Yeah, just have a, yeah. a t- and by you you mean Mackenzie would sew. I'm him gonna a sew him a Star Lord jacket. Yes. Okay. Nice. That'd be okay. so cool. Um, okay, if that's going to be it, we're going to call that one done, and we will head over into our Master Categories. Master Categories each week are when we talk about the dice we rolled the week before, and uh, last week we did roll some dice, and we did get some categories, and so we're going to talk about those categories right now on the show. <laughs> Patrick, you sounded really excited to talk about Space Cadet, Star Cadet. Yeah, can I? Yeah. So why don't you start? Great. So I have past TV. So I'm going to talk about a TV program that uh, came out back in 2005. And this was a a 10 part or 10 episode series called Space Cadets. And it came on Channel 4. Uh, This was a British show. It's a BBC production. (laughs) Yeah, this uh, this is a British show, which is the reason I think it's possible you haven't heard of it. But also... Which one of us remember what we were doing in 2005? Or remember TV from back then? So I think this, this fits I pretty well. I graduated from high school. I just realized yeah, that. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I was renting. Definitely didn't have access to British TV shows. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, Not I, easy access anyway. You'd have to like buy DVDs. That I thought would have nudity on it from Netflix, I was probably renting at the time. <laughs> that I thought could like make it past the front door of my house and nobody would flag it based on the title. That's uh <laughs> ironically he's still he's still doing the same thing, but now it's yeah. just streaming. He doesn't have to get the DVDs. He's just getting it past Mackenzie now. <laughs> okay, so space cadets. Um here's the way this function. A group of people was brought in, and uh all they were told, like the casting call was you're going to to be part of some like high action adventure reality show. That's all you know. And that's what you apply for. And then uh, they select a number of people to participate. And then when they get there, they drive them into this like Russian Air Force base. And they put them through like weeks of training. And this is... Telling them that they're going to be on a TV show or that they're going to be astronauts? No, that they're going to have the ability to be like some of the first space tourists because this is something that was going on. Okay, okay, and okay. So, but they it. were going to get selected based on the results of all these tests. So they start doing like physical tests. They have actual like military soldiers like running them through like uh, daily training. They're having to go to classes. They're having to to spend time in simulators and they're like doing all of this preparation and then at the end of um some i don't know if this is like uh how many weeks this was or whatever but at the end of this time then they choose the the five people that are actually going to get to be on the shuttle and then those five people go to space then they get to be space tourists now they only go into like low orbit they're not going to go like land on the moon but they get to go up low orbit, see, you know, the the beautiful curvature of the Earth, and then, <laughs> and then like they're up there for like I don't remember if they're supposed to be up there for like five days. I think that's the number. Be up there for five days, and then come back home, and they get to have this amazing experience. Um, the deal is, 
uh, is that all of this took place uh, in England. They never left. They were in uh, Suffolk, um, England, and it was an, a decommissioned military base that the crew spent months turning into an uh, Air Force base that looked like a Russian Air Force base, like making sure that every outlet was changed out to be the appropriate outlet. And there was this no was like, like the English rehearsal text before and, the rehearsal. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They spent 35 million pounds. Wait, actually they did not fit. They faked a like moon landing basically. Like this Completely. is hilarious. Like they spent 35 <laughs> people, like. million pounds putting all this together. Wow. Um, to, to fool these people. They brought in actual, retired like military actual retired like um uh or or i think active like professors and uh people that had worked on space programs and everything now they sprinkled in a series of actors as well so um inside let's let's say that you had 15 people that were participating and at the end they were going to choose five right well, of that 15, several of them, like let's say three of them, were actually actors. So on the inside, the actors are seeding the experience. Mm. But then you obviously have the whole crew that is also creating this fully immersive experience. Is that it, why you asked that question earlier about like if you put a bunch of artists in a room? <laughs> well, so it was so yeah. immersive that at one of the point, one of the actors that was on the show, like because they're still, everybody's going and doing these like... Um, not talking heads, these like diary room sessions. And yeah. even the actor on the show was basically like, I, my brain is telling me this is all really happening. Like even they, who are completely aware that it's fake, were struggling with the lines of reality because it's so immersive. Um, so then at the end of it, they put them in this simulator to send them up to space. And this simulator is something that um, they took... Uh, part of a simulator that had been used on several like Hollywood films <laughs> as a stand-in for a shuttle and they they took that as a base built it into this immersive simulator hired audio designers to like build all the audio and all that kind of stuff whatever um, and convinced this group of people that they launched off into space I mean you have people like tearing up when like the shades come down and they see the curvature of the earth because they feel like they're seeing the Earth from up in space. It's wild. Wow. So uh, anyway, um, they end up coming back down. And, and it's honestly feels a bit cruel. Because as soon as they... They're basically told that they're going to get to do a spacewalk. And they're moved into a capsule. And that capsule moves. And when that capsule opens, it's a studio audience. Wow. That's how the yeah. reveal happens. So it's imagine something could have been an episode of Black Mirror too. Like yeah, it does. It sounds yeah. like, so cruel. Like so, <laughs> that would be so jarring. To be I like, agree. I I I agree. It'd be that one that thing if they like awful. let them down gently, but like in front of a whole studio audience. Like so so that's the thing. Like all of this um, process seems so amazing up until the point they quote unquote get them this space and then. Then it's just kind of nothing, and then they just pull the rug out from under them. And then you have to see them reacting to their reality in front of cameras and audience and with a host. And it's all just, that's all very tough. Now, What even, was the general reaction? like? But honestly, the general reaction was people were very gracious about it. And they, they, 
they did do things like um I think they took them all afterwards on a trip on like a vomit comet so they could experience like weightlessness and they did some stuff like that. And they all they took them all out to uh an all you can eat fries at Red Robin. Oh, I thought you definitely were gonna say like dip and dots because it's like the astronaut <laughs> ice cream. But what's amazing <laughs> is that even post the experience, and in fact you can find an article that one of the actors wrote, one of the actors and, and the person that served as a pilot on the mission, who by the way, really was a shuttle pilot. Uh, <laughs> made the comment that ba- basically, like, it to them, they still talked about how we were really there. Like, it it felt like we were there because your brain is telling you that well, you were there. And everything around you is telling you that you're there. Um, yeah. And you have all these mechanisms that keep seeding the reality. So if part of you starts to internally speak up, it gets quieted by a dozen other things. Um, and so it still ended up being a very crazy experience. I will say one thing the host said was even though what you experience, what you experience was fake, you are one of the very few people in the world that has ever known the feeling of seeing the earth from a distance, because mm. when you felt that you truly felt that. And so wow. you're literally only a handful of people that will ever know what that feeling is. And mm-hmm. that I thought was pretty amazing. That's yeah. that's actually that's a cool perspective. I, I think I can get on board with that a little bit. Um, I, I think like was... in the moment I would be completely freaked out, but later would would kind of be more cool with it because it, it like you're explaining like it's still a cool experience and like you're maybe the closest you can get to having that kind of experience. It, yeah. Like aside from somehow Going. finding the ways and means <laughs> of getting in it. But like, it's so rare that they even send up manned space flights, let alone like tourists just for fun circling the atmosphere. So it's like, I, the, the reality of actually getting to go is pretty slim to get a simulation that is this realistic is, is kind of cool in its own way. One thing that I love, and this is like a small fact is that for all the crew members that worked on production that smoked, they actually bought the crew and gave them all Russian cigarettes. So if anybody <laughs> threw a butt down and one of the other people found a butt on the ground, it would still be a butt to a Russian cigarette. This is dedication. Yeah. Uh, it's the, the show itself spawned some theories about like, you know, is everyone an actor and really us as the public, we're the ones getting fooled. And like, but all that said that that's not what was happening. Um, I, I think, I think this is fascinating. It, it does feel a yes. bit cruel the way the it ultimately came together. Watching it, there's obviously limitations to what you can actually simulate. And so it, it felt like on the edge of viability when they did it. So you, you can go back and watch these episodes and, and see how it all turns out. I will say, with everything going on now with like Blue Origin and, and um, SpaceX and, and these other private industries that exist that are doing a uh, manned flight, you could totally do this again. I mean, the the public is not aware of this. It's like to the, totally to the possible. US especially. Well, yeah. yes. but there's Reddit, so like there's gonna be a bunch of people like, Yeah, you've seen Space Cadet, it's just like that. <laughs> Except not, they're no, British, yes. so it'll be better. It'll already be filmed by then. It'll already <laughs> yeah. be done by then. But it also yeah. doesn't but it also doesn't matter because all of that stuff exists anyway. And someone could say, yeah, I have seen that, but we are actually going. It's like the Tobias Funke thing of like, these couples trick themselves into thinking that this is going to work for them, but it might work for us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like it's one of those things, people will believe what they want to believe about whatever opportunities they think they have. You, this You could totally get away with this. Totally. Now, the biggest reason we won't get this show ever again 
is because it's really cheap to make a cooking show. So what <laughs> studio... Does it is- cost three and a half million dollars to make Great British Bake Off? No, 30, Literally 30. filmed in a tent. Like- yeah. yeah. <laughs> that tent rental can't be that much. So that, that's And it's like we'll on someone's estate who like gives them the land and everything. Like it's yeah. fine. That's it's Paul hilarious. Hollywood's backyard. What are you talking no about? One, <laughs> no one is ever going to spend the, the hundreds of millions in today's money... Or, or, or what it would cost with today's technology to make it happen. No one's ever going to spend that to do this show again. So unfortunately, even though we could do it now, even though the time is like ripe for doing it now, we won't get it. If you want that feeling, go to Space 2... Or, yeah, I think it's called Space 220 at, at Epcot, where you can eat dinner. Um, you get in this, like, uh, this elevator that then takes you up into space... And you can see yourself leaving and it's all like the high def stuff. And then you have dinner in space and it looks like you're in space and you can do all those things. That's the closest you're going to get to it. But then you'd have to find a reservation, which may actually be harder than getting put uh, picked to be on a show. (laughs) Space cadets. That's past TV. It's fascinating. I would totally love to be on the crew that got to remodel that air force base. That would be a dream job for me. That would be a dream job for me. To turn a British airport hangar into a Russian airport hangar. <laughs> that's that's it's it. It's not just a <laughs> hangar. It's a whole facility. It's a whole base. It's a whole facility. But yes, I think I'm sorry I be- minimized this. <laughs> can you imagine? I think you're missing the point. <laughs> can you imagine just saying like, hey, all these Disney Imagineers, we need you to create this realistic thing from this space. Oh, my <laughs> word. I would love to see what we could do today. It's funny because like if they were like, please turn this into Diagon Alley, that would be like my dream job. But turning it into another normal airport hangar is like, (laughs) (laughs) I would love it. No, but you don't understand. They used a different language. (laughs) I I do understand that. Their their patches look different. Yeah. 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 They have different air, uh, what is it, electrical plugs, everything. Uh-huh. Yeah, everything. <laughs> okay, so that's it. Space Cadets. I love that. Lauren beat my category. <laughs> Mine's not quite as fun. That was a really good one. <laughs> um, I'm going to talk about an artist that I have liked for a really long time because I got past art. Um, and I'm going to talk about Jen Bartel. So I'm just going to pull up her website here. And um, All right. So uh, this is some stuff that Jen Bartel has made. Uh, I've, I've literally followed her since she was on Tumblr, but now she's winning Eisner Awards. So it's like been kind of cool to like see how much like her stuff has changed over time and everything. Do you but, feel uh, like you contributed to her Eisner Award winning uh, achievements. I, I bought a lot of stuff from her. In so then, yes, you have. Yeah, sure. Is this the uh, Michael but, Eisner Award? Yeah, she's won it it several years in a row, I think, for comic book covers. A lot of this stuff that you're seeing is different comic book covers that she's done. Um, She's worked for um, Mondo, uh, Gallery Nucleus, like all that kind of stuff. But then also like every comic books company that you can think of, you know, Image, uh, Dark Horse, Marvel, DC, all of the stuff, all of the things. (laughs) She's even done her own independent comic. And like, yeah, this is just a a sample on her her website here. So Um, nice. Yeah, I I really love her stuff. I think it's like a really cool combination of like classic comic book like lines with a really modern coloring style. Because the first thing you will notice when you look at her artwork or if you Google Jen Bartel is that it looks like a Lisa Frank poster almost like color wise. Like she loves putting in like really extreme, super vibrant, super rich colors. And like I I would say like that's kind of like her number one thing. And then like number two is that she loves drawing like strong women like uh, like 
like I think every single thing that was on this like front page of hers is okay. Sorry, here's Thanos. He made the cut. <laughs> uh, but like almost all like lots of superhero women or like cool pop culture women. Uh, like I know like Wrigley was there from Alien and stuff. Like basically any cool chick that you can think of in pop culture, I've like seen her draw, and I always love seeing her takes because she does a lot of like really fun. Um, Kind of like you could see with like this Wonder Woman here. Like this is not her classic costume. It's like an update that like she invented. But like you can you would never look at this and think, oh, that's that's not Wonder Woman. Who's this lady? Even though she has like a slightly different outfit than she normally has. Like like her kind of um, big, I would say, like blow up moment was um, she did the She-Hulk comics that have like now been translated into the TV show where like she had really cool like power suits and like pretty gala dresses and all kinds of things like that. Like the silver dress that she wears in the TV show and like gets out of the limo is, is straight from one of her covers. So I think like she does a great job of like kind of making superheroes feel like more like real people in her drawings. Like yeah. what would they do when they're hanging out? And I think it's like kind of a fun take that you don't see a lot. And like, she does so like many covers. So poses. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think like her covers are boring or anything. It's just that like they're, they're just different because like they are, you know, more casual in a way. But like, I think that that's kind of fun. Like this one here with the Buffy girls is like a perfect example. Like their outfits kind of have really fun Easter eggs, like about their, their personalities and the show and things like that. But like, it's not exactly anything that they've ever worn in the show. And like, if you saw this on a comic book stand, you'd be like, Oh, what's that? Just from the color alone. Like, I think that's like really awesome. Yeah. It has a, it has, has she ever done any covers for paper girls? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I don't like it's very know the similar. Whole list. Very similar aesthetic. I can't. I can't remember. Yeah, like I this could be. love so much of her coloring. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that, especially like that Blackbird piece, for instance. That's like yeah. so firmly within. Um, Your what aesthetic. would I say? Yes. Yeah, my heart. Yeah. I love it because I just feel like. Um, like, I think that's what kind of, like, is really fun within her work, like, in a comic book space, because it's, like, printing in comic books used to be so based on, like, color separation and, like, very limited amounts of color. This is literally the exact opposite. Like, it's all gradients. It's all blending. It's all, like, as bright and vibrant and crazy as possible and, like, no lack of color ever. Like, it's just, like, how can you make it more colorful almost? And yeah. and she doesn't just do posters. Like, she does um, some really cool stuff that she's done more recently is um, custom shoes for... I think it was Puma that were like Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy themed. And those were so freaking cool. They were very, very expensive. And I like don't really know if I would ever wear them, but you just like admire them from afar. Um, She also did shoes for like Captain Marvel um, for sure. And I think she did another Marvel one, but I I can't think of what it was for sure. But maybe she'll do more in the future too. Um, she's, She's worked for like so many cool people. It's just like awesome to see somebody like her doing all these neat things. Yeah, awesome yeah. stuff. Very good. Very, very yeah. good. I like it. Cool. Okay. Well, if that's uh yeah. If that's your uh, your category, then I think we're gonna you're gonna hand it to me, but I'm doing trivia. So mm-hmm. two weeks ago, I rolled trivia. Last week I was supposed to do trivia, didn't realize it, did something different. This week I got movies and past, and so I decided, hey, let's combine the two. We're gonna do some movie trivia, but because we're going to do trivia. We're going to end this episode now. And if you're listening to this going, hey, I want to do movie trivia. Well, then join us on Twitch. Go over to twitch.tv slash M of one podcast. And you can uh, be a part of the trivia when we do that stuff. And Every Monday at 7 p.m. 
Yeah, every Monday at 7 p.m. Go and follow us on there. Go and like us and subscribe to us so that you can always um, know when these things are happening. Just catch us live on Twitch. It's a pretty simple thing to do. And you can subscribe without even using your own money if you just use your Prime subscription. So go ahead and do that. Uh, if you want show notes and links, just head over to mof1.network. That's where all the stuff is there, as well as an archive with hundreds and hundreds of episodes with people we've chatted with from all sorts of different industries uh, in the creative world and uh, some of your favorite artists there as well. Um, but just go over to mof1.network to find that stuff. And then you can join the conversation on Slack. Not just right now, not just tonight, but every night, every morning, every lunchtime around the world. We are chatting with people all throughout the day about all sorts of stuff like this and more. So join us on Slack, mof1.network slash Slack to be a part of the conversation there. And then finally, subscribe, rate, and review the show on all the different places where, where podcasts are. Uh, it doesn't take you any time. It doesn't cost you any money. It's a really super helpful thing for us if you just throw a few words on there. You know, five stars are, is nice. But if it's a four star, maybe even a four and a half, that's fine too. But we want to hear your reviews. Uh, if you write a review, we will read about it on read about it. We will read it uh, on air. Um, and so uh, drop us a line. We know there's way more listeners than we have reviews. So if you're listening to this and you haven't left one, take five minutes. It's super helpful for us. Uh, and we'll read your name on the air. And who knows? Maybe Lauren will send you $700 worth of products. There's no way to know unless you do it is really what I'm sure. getting at. So, um, But for now, we should roll our dice um, to find out about next week and yes. see what our stuff is for next week. Um, Lauren. Uh, sheet open. You, you do have it open? I will in three okay. seconds. Well, don't need it because I rolled a one, everybody. Oh, oh, we get to choose for you. hi Where's the four? Oh, okay. <laughs> I rolled a four. A four. It's going to be art. Hoba. Hey. And uh, I rolled a two. So present art. Present I got triple threes. Art. Hell yes. TV. You got right. triple threes? Or sorry. Double threes. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> We've we been, we been playing checkers and she's been playing chess. This whole two, time. I got two threes, a three okay. and a three. So I got TV for next week. Nice. Future TV. And then we get to tell Patrick what he's talking about. So that's going to be That's fun. true. Ooh, I have a great idea for next week. <laughs> for yourself or for Patrick? For both of all of us. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Okay. We'll share it after. We'll share it off. Yes. Um, okay. So uh, we're going to call this one done for now. You can find me at Andrew Sale with threes instead of E's on all of the places. Lauren, where do people find you? You can find me at Not Cool Co. everywhere. Patrick? And I'm Patrick. <laughs> We're going to get out of this one for now. Sorry you're missing out on trivia, but uh, sorry, not sorry. I'm Andrew. I'm Lauren. I'm Patrick. Peace, 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 peace out. Adios. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday.